Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to Ace time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Here's Johnston to free kick with one second left. Let's it rip. Downs back deep at the 13. He's going to run with it. Across the 15, 20. Laterals back to Pittman. And Pittman laterals back. And the ball is loose. And the Texans fall on it. And it's over. The Texans are going to the playoffs. They knock off Indy. 23 to 19. Back to the postseason. D'Amico does it in year one. Man, love you guys, man. Man, proud of the determination, man. You talk about determination, pure grit. Everybody fight to their last play. That's what it's about, man. And we punched our ticket. Right? Everybody oh and no right now. All we want is opportunity. Opportunity and we got our up. Now what do we do with that up? Right? We go take advantage of the up again. No doubt about it. Love you guys, man. Love the work. This is a huge accomplishment, man. First time this organization's been to the playoffs since I think 2019. All right? Again, nobody matters. It doesn't matter what people say on the outside it's about the men in this room. Continue to believe in each other. Continue to fight every single snap. We got special people in this room. This is a special group of men. Believe it. Continue to lean on each other. Continue to trust in each other. We can go as far as we want to go. Texas! Yeah! Texas Swarm! Houston, you are AFC South champions of 2023, baby! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! The coolest thing, the coolest thing is we welcome you in. On uh, a, a reaction Monday, the, maybe the most important reaction Monday we've done as a show uh, on the heels of this huge turnaround and now not only a trip to the playoffs, but a division championship in 2023. The coolest thing has been the fact, Seth, that that game took place on Saturday is that's been, that's given us a whole extra day to interact with people either in person or on social media. And everybody I was talking to was like, man, I cannot wait for 6 a.m. on Monday. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait to hear well, you good. guys talk about this. Text message, the most anticipated Payne and Pendergast show since the Texans traded Deshaun Watson is right now, my friend, division champs. People, are, people got up early just to listen to us uh, yeah. revel in the glory that was. Well, well, the fun part, too, was 
it, it gave you an extra day of watching and like a second celebration to win the division yes, championship yes, yesterday. Yes. It really was as Mike Vrabel kind of, you know, he owed us for that awful, awful, awful defense that he gave us when he was defensive coordinator the one year before he, he vaulted from being one of the worst defenses in the league to the head coach of the Titans. He owed us a little bit. And I feel like he paid it back yesterday. <sighs> that was, uh, that was really, I, I went into that game. I honestly, I don't know if I was like in denial or something. I just didn't want to have to be pulling for a team that had nothing in the standings to gain to beat the Jaguars. And yet, it was even more fun than I thought because aside from the Texans winning the divisional championship, and you know, this is what it was, Sean. I was worried. It felt like it felt like the classic, like, well, all right, the Texans are just going to be the recipient of something somebody else does. Then you realize, like, oh, no, no, it just it's all played out this way. Yep. The Jaguars, the Jaguars just a few weeks ago were, what did they say on NBC last night? 96%. Yeah, 96% chance to win the division yep. and go to the, or to go to the playoffs. Yep. And then all of a sudden they they just they peed down their leg. Oh, but their quarterback was injured. Oh, oh, was he? Was he now? I seem to recall the Texans quarterback missing two entire games dude, dude, with a concussion. Dude, half the league got injured at quarterback. Yeah. Suck it up, man. Not Suck to mention, up. yeah, your little injured quarterback was sailing balls eighteen yards over the heads of God. receivers that might have had a chance. It was oh. so awesome. God, it was great. It was fun rooting for Derrick Henry yesterday. It was, it was, it was, especially because he's a free agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, man, dude, dude. But let, we'll, and we'll get to we'll get to the division. We'll get to yesterday. But man, this is the first chance you and I get to react together to Saturday. And C.J. Stroud, dude, C.J. Stroud, and Nico Collins too. But C.J. Stroud, the, we were saying last week, like games like this are why you drafted him, and performances like the one on Saturday are why you drafted him. I don't know a bad decision that he made in that game. Like he, it, that felt like as close to a perfect game when you consider the 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 lack of weapons. He it was yeah. Nico Collins and a little bit of Dalton Schultz, and the running game wasn't great. And he was <laughs> CJ was phenomenal. The first play from scrimmage, a seventy-five yard dime where he takes a wallop from DeForest Buckner and just gets up and celebrates with his teammates. Man, like this, that was so cool. So cool to see and so cool to experience. And, and another close game right down to the wire where the Texans don't flinch, man. It, it's it's really fun it, rooting for this team. The the part two, I mean, when you talk about clutch, the first half was great, obviously. I mean, right from the very first play from scrimmage for the Texans offense. But then in the third quarter, they kind of got mucked down. And, you know, it was a punt. It was another punt. It was a field goal. And then all of a sudden – it's a 12-play touchdown drive where C.J. goes 7-for-7, seven seven, including one play. You talk about C.J. not making any bad decisions. I don't know about everybody else, but I thought for sure he was about to get an intentional grounding. And then all of a sudden, Nico, Nico comes out of nowhere and scoops the ball up. And what Troy Aikman said at the time was, like, you got you to gotta, you gotta believe like, or see how far this ball traveled. Because I thought, well, yeah, okay. When they panned out and showed from the wide angle how far that ball had to travel as CJ was off balance, and to understand that he could throw that ball without danger, it uh, like it honestly, it reminded me of Tom Brady when the Texans played Tom Brady with Brock Osweiler, and the Texans got off to a surprisingly really good uh, lead in that game. But Tom Brady just had such an understanding of what he could loft up into the air and get away with because he understood the coverage so well. Remember, he threw a couple ducks that otherwise 
should have been interceptions, but he just he knew what he could get away with, and yeah. that's what CJ did right there. He knew what he could get away with. They ended up getting that touchdown. Um, that was just in a game in which they let Jonathan Taylor run as well as he's ever run, but then they held Gardner Minshew to a hundred and however many yards passing. Dude, uh, like it was it was really as as painful as it was to watch Jonathan Taylor run. You got to understand that was. It, that was part of the strategy that they had to go with when they realized what was going on in the first quarter. And it wasn't, they could have executed it better to where it wasn't quite so dicey. But I think that D'Amico and Matt Burke actually deserve a lot of credit for, for managing that game the way they did. Cause it, it was painful. It was painful there at times, but they managed it really well. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a weird game from that standpoint, Seth, you're absolutely right. Like if you told me before the game, Jonathan Taylor's going to go for a buck 80 and they're going to quadruple your rushing total. Like they outrushed them. The Colts outrushed the Texans 227 to 60. And if you told me that before the game, I'm like, all right, well, they lost by three touchdowns. Yeah. You know, like it, it was just 227 yards rushing the Colts had. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they only, but they had 120, they had 130 yards passing. Right. And that's, there it is. Like it's 2024. And it, 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 it reminded me of the Giants strategy versus the Bills in the Super Bowl yeah. when they had to say, all right, you know what? Thurman Thomas is going to get his, but we're going to keep you from killing us over the top. So Pittman gets Pittman gets three catches immediately right off the bat. Yep. And all I'm thinking, we talked about it in the pregame, like, man, they're really good on these quick hitters to Pittman. So they had to sit back. They had to take their lumps in the RPO game, which I think Steichen does a brilliant job with. And, and they just – because you've got CJ on the other side, you can afford to have that strategy. Dude, hey, there are so many people up right now weighing in and texting in. I love this. It's awesome. We'll read your text. Uh, back to that drive, Seth, the, the, the game-winning yeah. touchdown drive. The degree of difficulty on that drive. I mean, a 12-play drive is always tough to string together. The degree of difficulty on that drive, though, of A, a couple of the CJ Stroud throws, you know, like the, the one that you were talking about that Nico scooped up, um, was, I mean, just, you know, like just the mere distance the ball traveled, as you pointed out and Troy Aikman pointed out, the dime he threw to Nico that got them in goal to go was yeah. holy smokes. He was, getting, he was getting hit on that one. Yes. Too. He threw that off balance. Yeah, and yeah, and Nico snares it, takes a horse collar. But, Seth, on that drive, oh. they had second and 20, first and 20, second and 14, and second and 13 on that drive. Like, if you're if you're rating a twelve play drive on some sort twelve play drive on some sort of degree of difficulty scale, that's a ten. That, I know, you know what? I, the only thing I would disagree with you there is that they managed those setbacks so well, and that they only had one third down on the drive, and it was a third and three. Right. So they actually, it, it was it was gritty. I just felt like that was a gritty drive because everything they had to earn, they did it the hard way. Dalton Schultz. Broke tackles and powered his way up the sideline. Nico, multiple times during this game, was just out for blood on the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, he, I thought he was going to get a, a flag for late hit out of the bounds, out of bounds Running on that drive guys. down near the goal line. Trucking yeah. guys, yeah. Just, just trucking like, dudes. Seeking people out to truck over. Yes. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and we got to acknowledge Nico. And we will acknowledge officially Nico at 720. You know what? Let's, do we have the hot key? I'm going to acknowledge Nico. Acknowledge right. me. I'm going to acknowledge him right now. Nine targets, nine catches. 195 yards, the 75-yard touchdown to open the game. And, Seth, he put together – I called it in the postgame show with Clint. He put together a sizzle reel. Like, there wasn't yeah. a single type of catch that Nico Collins didn't make, it felt like. He's missile screen, no problem. Crossers, slant slant routes, no problem. Deep ball to open the game, sure. Check. 
He was incredible. And he he was incredible with no with really no other receivers out there to draw attention away from yeah, him. Robert Woods and Noah Brown both out. Both out, yeah. The, I mean, I, I you know, credit <laughs> Bobby Slowick, I, honestly, he's the bravest man in the world. Or maybe the most idiotic. I don't know. But, like, just to continue to run into the teeth of that Colts defense whose strength is their interior defensive lineman. It, there was a method and a, and a strategy to it. But, my God, it was, hard to, it was hard to watch at times. But, I mean, the, the Singletary, Singletary was really, really good when he needed to be. I was a little bit alarmed when I looked at the box score and saw that he rushed for less than three yards per carry. But the, uh, he's always down moving on that forward. Touch, always yeah, that forward. touchdown run. I mean, that yes. touchdown run he had to redirect in the backfield. Yeah. The Texans used tight ends that I weren't even sure were still on the roster. Yep. Um, in the in the passing game, yep. they really they had to make do with every little scrap they had. Man. It was like that movie with the uh, the Argentinian rugby team that got that got stuck in the mountains alive. with a plane crash yeah, alive yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's based on a true story but i choose to believe the movie version of it however always. that was they were eating corpses by yeah. the end of that game to to win it <laughs> there you go uh spoiler I left, alert I left, I left for work spoiler alert i left for work 30 minutes early especially so i could listen to y'all's show live this morning we appreciate that derwin checking in lfg That's i've never been pain. people i've never been up this early i had to be up this early to listen to you guys this morning Pain and Pendergast increasing productivity Hell rates yeah. in the city of Houston. You got that right. You got that right. A lot right. of times they worry about, like, oh, after a big victory, what happens to productivity the next day? It goes up. I'll tell you what, us. it goes up. I don't even have a clue what it means. I just see it in the paper. That's right. That's right. Um, all right, yeah, keep checking in with us, guys. If you're up, check in. This is a great day to be a Texan fan. Great day to be a Houstonian. The Texans are AFC South champions. 3.30 Saturday. You already knew that against the Cleveland Browns. We'll get into that. Uh, this weekend was all about fourth down. Fourth down for the Texans defensively, and fourth down yesterday afternoon, Jags, Titans. We will relive the magic next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Text message. I'm so locked and loaded with 610 on the Odyssey app, my wife isn't getting to listen to her Bravo podcast, Two T's in a Pod, this morning. We're locked and loaded, too, man. We're ready to go. Headlines next segment. We're going to take a look back at the most important drive of the season through the voice of Vandy, voice of Mark Vandermeer, highlights of the Big winning touchdown drive. We'll acknowledge at 725. Acknowledge me. we got a lot to get to. Hey, quick uh, programming note. Nick Casario, Texans GM, is going to join us 730 a.m. tomorrow on the show. He hasn't been fired yet? (laughs) And he hasn't (laughs) left for New England either. Uh, It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Lock in for a. Lock in for a. It was good that the real reporters weighed in on that after Lock in for a threw his smoke out there. 
So Nick will join us uh, tomorrow at 7.30 on the show. We look forward to that. Good season for the Texans GM. So the Texans season basically boiled down to two fourth down plays. When I, I say their season, their season really boiled down to one. The division championship boiled down to a second one, and we're going to get to both of these right now. I Boy, when you see plays like this, uh, Tyler Goodson is the name of the running back that the Colts targeted on a, the, the most crucial fourth down of the season. And if you're a fan already, you know what happened. Fourth and one, minute six to go in the game. The Colts are deep in Texans territory. Touchdown probably wins the game, right? If they score the touchdown, make the extra point because Kami Fairbairn missed an extra point earlier in the game. Here's yeah. what it sounded like. Fourth and one, minute to go in the game, Colts driving. As big a play as you'll have all season. Fourth and one at the Houston 15, Minshew in the gun. Minshew to throw. Minshew swings it out to the yes. back left side. It's incomplete. And the Texans take over on downs with 103 to go in the fourth quarter. What a stop. Colts can't complete it. Texans have it. Okay, and I mean, Goodson's never going to live that down. Seth, what were your thoughts on that? Because you and I texted about this yesterday, and I always like to put myself in the shoes of the the radio hosts and the fans in the other city. I'm guessing yeah. they were getting peppered with Jonathan Taylor ran for 180 yards. All you yeah. needed was one yard. You overthink it. Um, I, I, what are look, your thoughts? Honestly, the, look, for one, the play should have worked, you know, if you did, if the quarterback makes the throw properly. But the other is, I, I was honestly, I felt like I was in a, I felt like I was in the twilight zone or something. Jonathan Taylor had been getting stuffed that entire drive. He had, he had, a, he had a couple nice runs, but he had five of nine runs or four of eight, whatever it was, were for two yards or less, multiple for no gain at all. And he was out there on a bum ankle. Like, I, I see all these people criticizing Steichen and not mentioning the fact that he probably shouldn't even been on the field, that Taylor shouldn't have been on the field. If anything, maybe you put Zach Moss out there. And the Texans were being appropriately aggressive. I think they, they brought Petrie down into the box a few times. So, I, like, the, the play call should have worked. I thought that it was fine. I'd credit the Texans' defense for after having, having getting gashed for three quarters by Jonathan Taylor. They, they, they called some aggressive defenses, and Taylor on that ankle just wasn't going to make anything magical happen. He gotten stuffed for a yard on the play before. He, 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 he had just gotten stuffed. He, he, at one point, had like 17 carries for 160 yards, something like that. He yeah. finished with 188 yards on 30 carries. So his last dozen or so carries were, yes, they were, by and large, they were they were shutting him down. Um, so, you, yeah, like the, 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 the play they drew up, uh, I mean, it was it was there. I mean, he's he's get, if he catches that ball, he's getting the first down, and yeah. he's probably getting down near the I, goal line. I'm going to tell you another thing. I'm glad that um, I'm glad that the TV folks got that timeout by the Colts leading up to that fourth down because Troy Aikman and Joe Buck had early onset Al Michaels disease. They like they were acting like it was just another. They were acting like it was midway through the second quarter, about to go to a commercial break or something. I turned to my wife and I'm like, what? This is like this is the game right here. Yeah. What the hell? What's going on? I had to check myself. Yeah, that's the word. This is why people don't like Joe Buck. Sean has nothing to do with like an anti-Astros bias or anything. Um, it, it, it's because when when big stuff is happening, he's out to lunch. They need to put him out to pasture, just like Al Michaels. Were you surprised um, on third down? I think it was on third down in that drive. The clock was running. Were you surprised D'Amico Ryan's wasn't using timeouts? With the Colts driving there, you know, the, that he let the clock run down to a minute six 
knowing that you might have to get the ball back and try and go get a game-winning field goal, were you surprised? No, I thought that, I mean, they needed a touchdown. They could have won it. No, I, I guess no. I hadn't really thought of that. I just felt like they planned on making a stop. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah. I had no strong I, feeling one way or the other. I think you yeah. could have made an argument that he could have used a timeout yeah, there yeah. You know, because yeah. they were on their heels a little bit. Um, as it turned out, the Colts ended up burning the timeout. They let the clock run all the way down on fourth and one and then called a timeout. That that ended up being the game right there because they don't convert that fourth down. They've only got two timeouts left with a minute on the clock. So, you know, so the Texans run it twice, burn those two timeouts, and then after that, they, they, they get to run the clock all the way down to eight seconds. It is. If you think about the way the Texans had been operating that evening, everything was – it was sloppy. A lot of penalties, a lot of dumb penalties too uh, that – I, you might have made that argument, aside from just game management, also getting being sure you've got the right personnel on the field and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, both sides were hurt by the substitution rules at times. We had to replay the down the one time because the Texans do over. We had a do over. Hey, fellas, we're just gonna do a do over. Okay? Do over. I've never seen a do over before. No that big cool. deal, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw cool. it earlier this season. I can't remember where, but it yeah. was. It's some of the administrative issues the officials have been having this year. Okay, so that was the fourth down that won the game for the Texans. Tyler Goodson with a drop on a fourth and one play, and then comes Sunday. And this was kind of fun yesterday to get to, you know, go out, hang out, find the Jags-Titans game on a TV somewhere, have a few drinks, watch Derrick Henry run roughshod over the Jags. And it was it was kind of cool because the Titans were really leading all afternoon. And uh, Derrick Henry was great. He may get acknowledged later in the show. Um, but that game, too, came down to a fourth down play. Jags have the ball late in the game, down 28-20. So they're driving to try to just tie the game and send it to overtime. Fourth and two, here's Trevor Lawrence. Fourth and goal. Trevor dives into the end zone. No, 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 no. No signal. Okay, that's the wrong one. Sorry about that. That was the fourth down stop down near the goal line. Okay, I pulled the wrong one. My bad. That was a big fourth down stop too, though, by the way, where he tried to reach in and score, and they stopped him down there. Um, but But Trevor Lawrence on a fourth and two, to try to save the season, sails a ball over a receiver's head, which he did quite frequently on which, Sunday. You know, and he did that. Those last couple ones that he sailed, and he, um, well, plus they had the um, the dropped ball uh, by Ridley. Well, it wasn't dropped ball. He couldn't quite adjust to it. it he was. I would remind everybody the guy that was suspended for a year for gambling. But whatever. Uh, the um, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence sailed those two balls. I think both those. I, those were ill-advised passes to begin with. That's what I'd be really concerned about if I were a Jaguars fan. Like, all right, uh, even a perfect pass might not have been a completion in those situations. Where is his head and what is he doing? I don't think he's – I he might not be smart enough to be an NFL quarterback because he sure seems to be a first-read guy. Yeah. I think he's just like a – he might just be a male bimbo. I, I like I, I think I think there's a part of him that just doesn't get things, and without Doug Peterson kind of giving him a remedial offense like they did at the end of last season that doesn't travel well over time, then I don't that just might be it. I know he's banged up and injured, but you, again, so is C.J. Stroud. Yeah, you know? yeah, it, he might not be good. Like he might just be he might just be very talented. You know what I mean? Like he may just have a lot of traits. I don't even understand that part of it, though. And honestly, like, look, I'll be the first person to say it is a crapshoot with quarterbacks and really, really smart people just have a hard time predicting and forecasting. I just, 
It look every time he lets go of the ball, it looks like he's a pitcher. You know, you let you lift that lat, that back foot up like it's coming off the rubber. I don't I don't get it. I really don't see it or understand it. I, Everything's so long yeah. and methodical and also, by the way, inaccurate. Like hey, if you're gonna take your time throwing the ball like that, how about you hit it on the spot? I hope and pray that the Jags give him the $260 million contract. Yeah, they need to. They I, really need to take care of Trevor Lawrence because he's a nice boy who keeps things in perspective. I wonder how that's faring when he gets up to the podium and talks about how in the grand scheme of things, football isn't that important. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, kids, I can't tell you how nice it is. Just work your butt off so you can get to a point where really when you can start acting like money doesn't matter at all um, to and say it to people to whom money really matters still. Uh, it's a nice place to be in they life love where, that. where people hate. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> people love it. People love it when a, when a young millionaire gets up and preaches to them about how money doesn't matter that much. How are we feeling about Cleveland, man? How are we feeling? About I feel Saturday? I feel better. I think that uh, one thing I've noticed about Cleveland fans is that because they're doing so well with a backup quarterback, I think they look at having beat the Texans so soundly and thoroughly with Case Keenum is just the same as beating them with C.J. Stroud at home. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a, there is a little bit of, not by the team itself, but by the Cleveland fans, a little bit of cockiness that, frankly, they're not accustomed to wearing. So I, I think they need to be careful with exactly how they treat this team now that C.J. Stroud is back in town. Well, here's the thing. Like, if they give up 36 points again defensively, it doesn't matter if C.J. Stroud or, or, or Tom Brady's a quarterback. Game, game flow and management, Sean. It's when, you've got, when you can actually convert third downs yeah. and keep, the, keep the, the ball away from Joe Flacco and what have you, then that matters. Totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, but, I'm, like, all the mistakes on the back end, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all, like you can't give up 265 yards receiving to a Amari Cooper, you know, like you got to, they made a ton of mistakes in that game. We got the right fourth down. Okay. They had so many failures on fourth down, the Jags, that they got all mixed up. Here's the one that clinched the division for the Texans. Fourth down and two. Fourth and two from the 33-yard line. You need to get it to your own 35. Fourth down play. The Ernest Johnson, the running back. Shotgun. Titans showing blitz. They come again. He drops. Fires left side way too high. Incomplete. Evan Ingram was way well covered. The ball goes over on downs. The Titans will take a knee a few times. And the Jags will be turned away here at Nissan Stadium. Oh, that is that's Frank, a Frank Frangie. That's is that who that is? Yeah, it's the uh, play-by-play guy. Longtime play-by-play for the for the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, you want to hear what a season going into the toilet sounds like? That was that right there. That's the of a, a monumental collapse, right? Like the bizarro version of their season last year where they won like seven in a row at the end of the year to steal the division. This was the total opposite. They lost like six out of seven to lose the division or whatever it was, you know, five out of Doug, six. Does Doug, is there a chance Doug Peterson ends up being a surprise Black Monday firing? I don't is there think any so. any chance at all? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, um, because now, now you're talking about because Trevor Lawrence is the big eventual investment there. So now yeah. you're talking about a third head coach for him in four years if they bring somebody else in. I think he's and I safe. think it's and it's easy to blame injuries for yeah. his issues for a lot of the issues this year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, a lot of you weighing in. I told my folks yesterday tomorrow's going to be a sports radio day, and today is here. Let's celebrate. It took so long to get here, but for all of us. Uh, for all of us who stuck with this team over the past three years, 
He said, I mean, besides Cal, Hannah, and Nick, we stuck with the team knowing that the worst was behind us. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. This is, this is, I, you know, Seth, like, the, I think the page had already been turned on this franchise, even if they lost on Saturday to the Colts. Yeah. Like, the feel of this team and this franchise moving forward, I don't think was going to change, even if they lost on Saturday night. Um, but that they won on Saturday night, and then that they wake up, you know, you you wake up Monday morning and you're AFC South champs. They didn't take a single snap in first place in the AFC South this season. Yeah. How crazy yeah, is right, that? Right down to the wire. Yeah. They actually, they clinched it after they were done having never led it or anything. They, right. uh, they won the division. That's a come from behind uh, triumph right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Pender, uh, Payne and Pendergast with you. Sports Radio 610. All right, let's get to headlines. We've got Texans, Colts. We're going to revisit that. We've got our first firing for Black Monday. So we'll tell you who that is. We've got a retirement with the Astros. So we got a lot of stuff to get to, a lot of leftovers and headlines that we're going to get to, and we will get to them next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Shoppers John Deere on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, here's Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, let's get right to it. The big headline, Houston Texan fans, your team is AFC South champions. For the seventh time in the history of the franchise, the Texans win the division. This one, I think, easily the most improbable of all of those division championships. They beat the Colts 23-19 on Saturday night. Got to send a big fruit basket to the Tennessee Titans for beating the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-20 because that took the Texans from being merely a wildcard team to being the fourth seed in the AFC. They will host the Cleveland Browns. You already know what time the game's going to be. 3.30 on Saturday, of course. <laughs> well, no, I mean, sometimes they – it's not always, like, exactly 3.30. Sometimes it's a 3, right? It could have been a 4 o'clock. Who that's knows? That's the worst well actually you've ever had. Okay. Yeah, it could have been a 1 o'clock. I don't well know. well actually you've ever had. They got the Saturday <laughs> afternoon time slot, okay? That's when they're going to be playing the Cleveland Browns. Browns are a two-point favorite. Does that feel right to you, Seth? Browns a small favorite over the Texans in this football game? Yeah, I think, I mean, the... The better team, I would say. Yeah, the Texans are, you know, obviously they've got a home field advantage that's offsetting some of that. So, given the previous matchup and given just how good Joe Flacco's been, and honestly, like, how good the Browns have been as a scoring offense. For a team that's played with four different quarterbacks, they're... Still in the upper third of the league in terms of scoring offense. Yeah. The the defense is very, very solid and managed to like the, the defense statistically isn't 
represented by the statistics as well as they actually are because they've had to carry some of the issues and some of the backup quarterbacks as they've had to play the entire season. It's a very solid football team. I think the biggest question a lot of people just have about it is, okay, is this Joe Flacco bubble going to burst? The timing would suggest that it's not. You go back to any any time that a quarterback comes in in the back third of a season, whether it was Trevor Lawrence last year, um, Nick Foles a few years back, whatever, their defenses don't have time to really adjust to what the strengths and the weaknesses are of that quarterback in that system. The biggest thing that the Texans have going for them is that, that Flacco is still turning the ball over a lot. I've actually defended some of his turnovers because I, some of them are just kind of veteran arm punt type of turnovers. The two but, against the Texans were like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there is still that potential. I think that's the biggest thing that the, the Texans need to capitalize on. Yep. Um, you know what's fun? Oh, no. And by the way, yeah. I just and to point it out again, yes, the Texans' defense was horrendous versus the Browns, but they were also playing with a backup quarterback at that point. So in terms of how the entire game flowed and turned out, it likely would have been a lot more competitive yeah, with it CJ snowballed. Stroud in there. It, it absolutely snowballed on them, for sure. For sure. Um, the You know what's fun? I, like I'm on ESPN.com right now. I just went to the front page. The lead article, how far can C.J. Stroud take the Texans? Big picture of C.J. Stroud. This is kind of cool, actually, being able to read all these playoff guides, guides to all 14 teams in the playoffs. It's fun to be able to read these again and not feel like the kid with his face pressed up against the candy store window watching all the rich kids eat candy. Trying to figure out which marginal assistant coaching moves your team might make <laughs> yes, to just yes. coax the situation this a little fun, better. Man. Or, hey, hey, are the Texans running an actual coaching search or just a sham? Let's remember that, everybody. Yeah. Let's remember to a year ago, it was still D'Amico Ryan's hadn't been hired. Well, a year ago, we were sitting here wondering just exactly where the Texans going to do uh, like this time around. Yeah. And remember, God forbid, like there are all kinds of people acting like there's no way a guy like D'Amico Ryan should take a coach a job with the Texans. Oh dear God, why Keyshawn Johnson? Oh, why the Texans? Why would why is that his only opportunity? Which like shows you how checked out Keyshawn Johnson was yeah. at that point. Yep. He was acting like oh that was the only place that that would offer uh, D'Amico Ryan's a job. Yeah, and D'Amico Ryan, boy, and it, Seth, it was really fun on Saturday after the game being able to watch all the post game coverage, like CJ getting a ten minute interview on Scott Van Pelt, and the Texans literally following CJ and D'Amico into the locker room for the celebration. They played. Yeah. They played D'Amico's speech on Sports Center. I'm like, man. I turned to Clint. I'm like, this is about as good an infomercial for free agency as you can get. Watching D'Amico Ryan's do his thing in that locker room. D'Amico, honestly, yeah, I think there would be D'Amico be one of those coaches that people are actually intrigued and excited by. I never want to oversell the importance of you know fit and all that when it comes to free agency because so many guys make the decision just based on who's the biggest payday mm -hmm. but when it comes to breaking ties or just you know choosing between one and the other where the money's genuinely e or generally equal i think the texans have a huge advantage now that they haven't had in a long time yep um sunday night football last night the bills beat the dolphins so the bills are your afc east champs they'll be the two seed the dolphins will be the six seed in the afc playoffs other news in the nfl black monday is here we got our first firing overnight for Black Monday. There were already three jobs open that were that were there were firings in season: the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Panthers. The first one postseason is Arthur Smith in Atlanta, whose team got walloped by the Saints in a game that Atlanta had to win to keep their season alive, forty-eight to seventeen. The big story from that game, the big story from that game, was the Saints tacking on a touchdown at the end of the game. 
Yeah. Up 41-17. They returned, the Saints returned an interception down to the one-yard line. All they had to do was take a knee and run the clock out. Jameis Winston decides to go rogue, fake taking a knee, and hand the ball to Jamal Williams to get Jamal Williams a touchdown because he deserved it. He hadn't had a touchdown yet this season. Which, which and by the way, though, in, in, of all the ways – of all the ways to violate that little tenet of sportsmanship, faking the kneel down to turn it that on the one. Yeah, that's a that's a messed up one. So I was torn here because Arthur Smith had himself a hissy fit over all of it. Yeah. Uh, went out and uh, and and met Dennis Allen at midfield and tore him a new one. Where my first response is, all right, just like stop him. But it was it was a. It was a dirty play, too, on which they got scored. So uh, it was ugly. Arthur Smith fired. He had to to go through that bit of drama, and then he went in and got fired. I think you sent it to me. Jameis's interview in the locker room afterwards about it. Oh, my. It's it's three minutes long, and I didn't have time to really get the good good parts of it. Maybe we'll play some of it tomorrow. Jameis called it a team decision, so I'm I'm curious about exactly at which point they all they all they all apparently got together on the sideline and voted as a team. No, 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 he, he, a team decision for which he had to apologize to Dennis Allen about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I apologized to DA about it. It was a team decision. I'm like, is the coach part of the team or no? I, I got to go check. Is the is Dennis Allen's bio on the roster? Is he an independent contractor? He's not actually an employee of the team. Jameis Winston is a. Uh, He's a gem. He's a, no, he's a comic strip, man. Yes. He's like Beetle Bailey or like any, like some, whichever character kind of just floats through life doing weird things and getting, yeah. He's amazing. All right. Um, that's your, uh, your NFL news. Let's get to a little baseball. Literally one minute after we went off the air on Friday, Seth, Michael Brantley retired. Uh, Uncle Mike, 15-year career, really solid career, six-time All-Star. Of course, he will forever be a hero here in Houston as a, part of uh, a World Series champion in 2022, part of several teams, four teams that went to, or no, four or five teams that went to an ALCS. Um, a professional hitter, Michael Brantley, but probably his most famous play, I would say his most memorable play as an Astro, was in the field, the double play in the uh, top of the seventh inning uh, in game six of the 2019 ALCS against the Yankees. Little fly ball, that is trouble, and diving catch by Brantley from behind the runner. One of the best double plays in ALCS history. That was badass, man. Uncle Mike flashing the leather right there, Seth. One of the other great moments that wasn't caught on video was his speech during the 2022. 2022 uh, World Series too. That a lot of a lot of Astros cite as a turnaround for that series. I would say that one of the turnarounds was just having superior pitching too. But that's neither here nor there. He gave a hell of a speech, and like that was where even as his even as his play on the field started to wane, it, it, like his presence still mattered to a lot of guys. Absolutely, no question about it. So happy retirement, Uncle Mike. You are a true Astro legend. Close out headlines reminding everybody college football playoff championship game tonight right over at NRG Stadium. 630 kickoff Michigan and Washington. And I, Seth, I would say um, Amy and I were out about town yesterday watching games at yeah. a few places. I would say if we're judging by the bars here in town, uh, I would say it's about a 50 to one ratio of Michigan oh, wow. to Washington oh, wow. people. I'm, I'm glad the game is tonight just because honestly, I'm a little bit worried about the potential distractions that could have uh, been for for Nico Collins. 
you know. Michigan Wolverine, proud Michigan yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those in one of those many interviews that CJ Stroud did after the game the other night, somebody tried to spark a little bit of Ohio State versus Michigan. Uh, Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> oh, was it Scott Van Pelt? Scott Van yeah. Pelt. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did you, did you see CJ how? Didn't. CJ didn't bite, right? No, yeah. well, CJ's like, no, Nico and I have a truce. You know, we have a truce because I, I never beat Michigan when I was there, and he never beat yeah. Ohio State when he was at Michigan. And he and, and CJ kind of like tried to play the middle the whole time, and then at the end, he just kind of looks. He goes, "No, nah, but it sucks that he went to Michigan." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, it was really funny. Hey, was, speaking of okay, real quick, speaking of Michigan folk, did you see Taylor Lewan uh, hugging Mike Vrabel before the no, before the game? No, I, Taylor Lewan has lost some weight, but he might need to. He, he needs to course adjust a little bit. I, I thought he might be. I thought he was like a sick person. That like, oh, wow. th- th- I thought this was like a th- yeah. I thought they were doing something nice for a sick that person. Podcast, that podcast life is stressful, man. Stressful is, life. Yeah, trying to scrambling for guests. That's it, man. That's it. All right, let's um, let's go back and look. The most important drive of the season, one of the most important drives in Texans history, uh, took place in the fourth quarter of the win over the Colts on Saturday. We are going to relive it through the voice of Vandy. The highlights, the big highlights from a drive that was full of them, and you'll hear them next. But Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 